صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لسان يفقه قولي درشي فالله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home, we have been covering the history of Baladur Rasul, Madinatul Rasul, the city which is named after Hadrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Madinatul Rasul, the blessed city which is known as Madina Munawwara, Taba and Tayyiba. Madinatul Munawwara is that chosen city. The difference between Madinatul Munawwara and all the other cities in the world is that Islam had entered Madinatul Munawwara even before Absalallahu's entry to that city. Virtually all the Arab tribes were Muslims excluding the, the Jews that were living there. Majority of the Arab tribes were all Muslims, even before Absalallahu's entry there. A blessed city, a city which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose for his messenger as a refuge. And the Ansari companions were prepared to sacrifice anything for Huzur alayhi salatu Whatever his commandment was, they were prepared to carry that out. Subhanallah. And this is what you call Iman. Iman, Isiko get La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Ayyub Ansari radiallahu ta'ala an was that fortunate Sahabi who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose from all the companions. And he served Huzur alayhi salatu was salam for the first few days. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam stayed in his house. And alhamdulillah, uh, everything has been mentioned with regards to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam's house in Madinatul Munawwara when he came. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam's first mission in Madinatul Munawwara. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam ka sabse pehla kaam. What did he do? The Mu'arrikheen have said that Absalallahu alayhi wasallam stayed in Madinatul Munawwara and for a few days he would go and visit the different areas of Madinatul Munawwara. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam's intention was to look for the right buq'ah, for the right piece of land, for the right area in which he could construct that masjid. The masjid will be named the masjid that will be named after him, Masjid Nabwi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is why it is very important for the Muslim community that they, they must not just construct a masjid in any area where one pleases, but it should be in, in the midst of a Muslim community where the masjid can be visited, frequented, and Alhamdulillah, uh, that is very very important when you go to America it's quite difficult but in 
England, Alhamdulillah, all the masajid are more enough in the right area. Even this masjid has now become small. But I remember when we went to America in, I think it was 1991 to perform Tarawi there in Hagerstown. The closest person living uh, close to the masjid, the, the, the house that was close to the masjid was approximately 25 miles. <laughs> 25 miles. And he was the closest to the masjid. So one can imagine when we got there, uh, in the beginning there was a problem with visas for the person who was going to come with me to perform Tarawi there. And his coming there was delayed, so we had to perform 20 rakats for about 10 days there. And I was all alone in this building. <laughs> and all of them would come when it was Asr Salat. So they would come before Asr, stay there until Maghrib, make Iftari there, stay till Isha, perform Tarawi, go home, and perform Tahajjud, and then go home. Basically only one or two, three people would be there for Fajr Salat and for Zohar. But this is the sacrifice. Alhamdulillah, uh, Islam comes after sacrifice. So the first mission for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was the construction of Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam. The first man on the face of this earth, Hazrat Adam alayhi salam, is the first man to construct the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is mentioned in the Quran. In the awwala baytin, in the awwala baytin, the first building to stand on the face of this earth. Which building was it? Not the Taj Mahal or anything like that. It was Kaaba. In the awwala baytin, the first house. Adam alayhi salatu wasalam came. It was the hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the order. The first man, his first mission was again to build the Kaaba. Building the masjid is the sunnah of Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, Dawood alayhi salam, Masjid Aqsa, Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, with the reconstruction of Kaaba, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself, physically he took part in the building of Masjid Nabi, Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu wassalam built Khanai Kaaba, in the awwal bayitin wudi alinnas, the first building, the foundation that was laid down in this world was Khana Qaba, Bibakka in the city of Mecca, Mubaraka which is blessed, Hudallil Alameen which is uh, a source of guidance for all the mankind. SubhanAllah. I remember was it just a few was it last week when we went in one area and there were a lot of people there on one side there was all kuffar and, and music attraction so all the kuffar were there when you're outside even sometimes in the city center you have all these shows and I was walking past and there was this on the subject of hidayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wudi alin nas lalladhi bibakkata mubaraka wa hudallil alameen and khanai kaaba is the means of hidayat for all the mankind a group of people were on one side and I was walking on this other side there was this West Indian brother he met me and he looked at me and he said to me oh my you have a massive beard 
बहुत बड़ी दारी है तुम्हारी मुस्लिम नहीं मोस्लम मुस्लिम The Jews were supposed to become Muslims. They were stubborn, so they don't want to become Muslims. That beard is not accepted. Only the beard of Islam is accepted. And he started to laugh. He said to me, "You know, I am a man who has studied Islam." And he wanted to speak on different subjects of Islam: women's rights, the covering of the face, the hijab. I said to him, "Let's go on one side and let's talk." The baat is shuruki. Subhanallah. There was so much noise on the other side, like music. So I said to him, "Let's go on this side." The bazaar mein ab jaate na? Ab chale jaaye kisi jagah shopping center mein to some of them have their own shows even outside on the streets. And you are doing your work. And I and I was there. He had a few questions. So. I was talking with him, talking with him, and he said to me that I've read the Quran. I said, if you've read the Quran, then have you understood the Quran? He says, yes, I've understood the Quran. He said to me, I have a few questions. Answer it for me. We were there for about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Subhanallah. On the one side, the shaitan is there with his music, and the, on the other side, this man is reciting the shahada in front of me. And he became Muslim. Bazaar, kahan mulaqat? What kind of a meeting was he? He maybe he was even joking. But when you talk to him, when you were when that communication started, that is the time you understand how sincere that man was, how sincere he was. And after Uttering the words, the creed, the shahada, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, he embraced me. This is hidayah. On one side it is the shayatin, on the other side, a man is reciting the kalima, and this is the kudrat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That is why we have to be very, very careful. This article uh, that someone gave me when I was reading it, I was so shocked, and and this is not even a a muslim magazine on the subject of we don't want to look at qusay and uday <laughs> with saddam in the middle what happened to qusay and uday they were no angels but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the knowledge of the unseen and uh, we believe that any muslim any muslim who dies in the condition of la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah one day he will enter jannat allah knows best subhanallah politics is politics many as you and the amount of effort the missionaries are putting into muslim countries shocking the missionaries under cover see when our tablighi brothers go everywhere around the world they only go for 4 months maximum 
a few who go for one year, very few, four months and then you come back. But these missionaries, they go for five years, ten years, some master the language and they are there. Go to Africa and first they were concentrating on Latino countries. Now the full concentration is on Muslim countries. The amount of missionaries here, each Muslim country as many as 27,000 professional missionaries. And the missionary is so perfect, they wear a topi, they have a beard. And a lot of them have even mastered the Arabic language. And when they meet you, they say, Assalamu alaikum, kaif al hal, tayyib. And when you read the entire article, some of the Muslims have even been deceived and they said to a Christian that you are a better Muslim than I am. Whilst they are Christians. Morocco, Algeria, Mali, Nigeria, Chad, Libya, Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Oman, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, India, Malaysia, Indonesia, every country, wherever you go, especially in Africa, and especially after Dhami entering Muslim countries, there is a flood of all these missionaries flood army the first thing when Afghanistan was taken over with the with their police with their people in control you had missionaries there walking and giving doubt of Christianity Albania Marana Khalil Saab went and all mashallah group of people that go from here Muslim children were given gifts a crucifix, cross, food, pesa, anything, and a chain. Crucifix. The name of the child is Muhammad. The name of the child is Ibrahim. And what is happening to, to the Muslims? We are fighting. Oh, you are a Devbandi. Oh, you are a Salafi. Oh, you are a Barelvi. And that is it. We have crippled ourselves. Fighting on little little things. Jahan jihad karna hai, wahan jihad nahi karna. Jahan jihad karna chahe, wahan jihad nahi karti. Subhanallah. And look at this. We talk about Palestine. There's this brother whose name is Sam, who's 46 years of age. Sam claims to have led more than 100 Palestinians to Christ. Kitna? This one man, Sam, 46 years of age, says that he has converted 100 Palestinian Muslims to Christianity. You are happy, no? Mawli Sahib, Subhanallah, you have read one person's word. How many people? But look at his work. In the midst where Palestine connected to Ibrahim alayhi salam and all the prophets, Baytullaham, Bethlehem, which is Baytullaham, that belongs to our Prophet Sayyidina Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, Hamare Pahambat, Pat Pahambat, the Messenger of Allah was born there. 100 Palestinians, just this one man. Under these guys, 
then there are the apparent attempt, attempts by some missionaries to camouflage their faith as a kind of Islam, inviting prospective converts to Jesus mosques. Kya kate? Jesus mosques. Or publicly reciting the Muslim creed, like the Qadianis do, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. There is no God but God and Muhammad is his prophet. Such techniques are rationalized as part of contextualization. Contextualization. This is Jaiz. So there's a person in front of you is actually saying La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And that is why as Muslims we have to make sure we have done our homework. We have done our homework. These are just some of the pictures. Uh, uh, and you have negative pictures here, hostages, missionaries in the Philippines, for 16 years. Kitne? Sola saal ke liye, man. Philippines ke We have a good population of Muslims in China even today. SubhanAllah. Even in, in Russia. What is happening? How do they enter these countries? It's fine. When Muslims have a job, Islam is also a missionary religion and it's fine we have this freedom but we have to make sure that the Muslims in Muslim countries are educated the Iman the level of Iman is strong majority of these missionaries who enter they get visa not on the basis that they are doing any religious work there but they go there as English teachers and then we Muslims we become Latu over English Remember that story of Maulana Zulfiqar Sahib? When the father said to him, my son knows how to speak. What does your son know? Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are or what you are, Allah knows. And Maulana said, now say, la ilaha illallah, my son doesn't know the kalima. My son doesn't know the kalima. This is very normal. You go to Saudi Arabia, you go to Pakistan. If you know English, oh, mashallah, highly educated, very clever. Khak? Khak? What, what educated? You don't even know which finger to use when you do istinja. You are educated. What education? On the basis that you know English, you are an educated person? This sickness that is inside the Muslims, it is a sickness. That Anguta Chaap, the one who is illiterate, but who is Paban, who, who is obedient to his Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the greatest intellect on the face of this earth. Subhanallah. Even Abu Lahab knew Arabic. Abu Jahl knew Arabic. What happened to them? What had happened? Because they knew Arabic, they went to Jannah? No. Jahannam. Subhanallah. Inna akramakum inna Allahi atqakum. Our thinking is wrong. We are proud. My son is there, mashallah. Even in India, the parents have to pay such a high fee just to send their uh, children to schools which have English medium there. I'm not saying we should not study. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't take the wrong picture. I'm saying study, subhanAllah. We have to study. But first, we have to make sure that Iman Islam is strong and firm in our hearts, my brothers. That is so important. Very difficult. Today, somebody was telling me that he, he was uh, looking at some of the, the channels 
and he came across this Kadiani channel there and he said that the, the, the person there who is supposed to be their scholar, the Qadiani scholar, he says, we believe in Khatme Nabuwat. We believe in Khatme Nabuwat. And, and the way he spoke, that even that Sunni Muslim, uh, an element of doubt perhaps might have entered his heart. That why should we call these people Kufar when they are saying clearly, and it's televised, that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is khatamun nabiyyin, he is the last messenger, then why do these people go around? These maulanas and ulama giving fatwa that they are kafir, why? In their mas- it's not masjid, in the ibadat khana it says la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. This is dhoka, this is munafiqeen. This is the same dhoka that we see. Iza ja'akal munafiquna qalu nashadu innaka la rasulullah. When they came to the Prophet, they would say, Oh, you are the messenger of Allah. Wallahu ya'lamu innaka la rasul. Wallah knows you are the messenger. Allah knows that. Wallahu yashhad inna al-munafikeen al-kazibun. But Allah testifies, Allah gives shahada. These people that are coming in front of you, they are munafikeen hypocrites. And hypocrites will come until the day of Qiyamah. Subhanallah. And they I won't take much of your time, my respected brothers. And this is something very, very important. Here we have a, a missionary dressed up like a Dekhena. If somebody looked at him, you'd probably say that he's a, a radical Muslim <laughs> with that scarf on. But what has he got in his hands? Al Kitabul Muqaddasa. In the Arabic language, they say the Muqaddas Kitab, which is the Bible, according to them. Now, here it talks about this lady. She entered this class in New York where a group of missionaries were there in her burqa in New York she wasn't a Muslim but she would do for now last March at just about the time American troops were massing outside Baghdad she shuffled dressed in a dark burqa into a cramped class school room in the New York City the class she was addressing was organized by the U.S. Center for World Mission and packed with eager evangelical Christian students wanting to learn how to become missionaries in foreign country. The black-clad Shafira was gamely trying to explain her faith. It is not in the heart of all Muslims to have violence. Now she has come into this class where all these missionary students are there in a burqa disguised and it's all an act and she's teaching them everything how you should work with the Muslim community as soon as she enters the class this is what she's saying she's saying that not all Muslims are violent she said in broken English alluding immediately to September 11 so sorry that people have have been dying I'm wanting peace for my children I'm thinking you wanting peace it's the same she listed Islam's five pillars of faith and noted that holy war is not among them. We have a lot in common, she said, but she did wonder, but she did wonder about the Trinity. God, Father plus God, Mary equals God's Son. A student, thrilled at the opportunity to explain, jumped in after listening patiently, Shafira peeled her burqa and she said, I'm not a true Muslim, hardly. In fact, she was a long-time Christian missionary in Muslim lands. Over the next three hours, her name was Barbara, 
minus a burqa dispensed comparisons between Jesus and Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam she is comparing Isa alaihi salam with Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam the do's and the do nots of ministering to muslims do listen to their story don't argue about israel when you talk to a muslim don't argue about be patient the first thing the muslim will talk about is the oppression that comes from israel so listen to them she relayed a statement by us attorney general john ashcroft what did he say Islam is a religion in which God requires you to send your son to die for him Christianity is a faith in which God sends his own son to die for you Okay to kya This is Islam After his comment was publicized in the late 2000 Ashcroft said it referred to terrorists and not to mainstream Muslims but the point seen lost on barbara what did she say barbara to she she is very strong in her words she says islam is the terrorist she asserted muslims are the victims the class ended in prayer with one per- person saying we mourn the loss of life in iraq added barbara we pray that the weapon of mass destruction and islam be torn down goya baddua uski zaman se kya kar rahi hai baddua that we pray that weapons of mass destruction of is found and islam is torn down lord we declare that your blood is enough to forgive every single muslim dekhiye is tarike se baat ho rahi we have to be very very careful my respected brothers here we have we muslim countries and the islamic system there subhanallah we have become so westernized so westernized that today we take pride in uh, secular education over islamic education and here if you read the entire story so many muslims have converted to christianity so many muslims allahu allah rabbul alamin tawfiq de mere azizo here we have a picture of a a muslim student in the arabic language reading a bible al-kitabul muqaddasa we feel that today alhamdulillah no nothing can happen our iman is intact there is no guarantee my respected brothers if you look at the qadianis how the qadianis are working you will be shocked intellectual people professional people those who were frequenting the masjid those who have performed hajj those who have understood the ahadith allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away guidance and they have become qadianis or they have become christians allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tawfiq de the first masjid was built by hazrat adam alayhi salatu wassalam an area where until today alhamdulillah guidance comes out in all four corners of the world ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam's mission again was to build in the city of Madinatul Munawwara a beautiful masjid exemplary in its simplicity ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at different areas in Madinatul Munawwara ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam chose uh, a simple land that was there that belonged to two orphans and the name of the orphans were Sahal and Suhail 
Sahal and Suhail, they were under the care of their uncle. Rab sallallahu alayhi wasallam met the uncle Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam said to them that I am interested in that area to build a masjid there. Straight away the two orphans said to Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, we are the owners of this land, you can take it as hadiyah. Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam refused. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam said no, this is the haq of a yateen. And Rab sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala, to pay the right amount for that land. The Mu'arrikheen have said in the Seerah Qutubs that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala paid 10 dinars for that land. It was a small area, only 10 dinars. And that was the first construction. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself laid down the foundation. Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam would lift up uh, mud stones, all the companions participated, the Muhajireen and the Ansari. That is why Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was making dua for all the companions that were there. Absalallahu alayhi wasalam's dua was, Allahumma inna al-ajra ajrul akhirah, farhamil ansara wal muhajira. Allah give, give mercy, shower down your mercy to the Muhajireen and to the Ansari companions. Even, mashallah, in Leicester today, we see some of the youth, some of the young people who a lot of the Musalli might not even notice but they are there anytime anytime whenever there is any type of job for the masjid the youth are there the youth are there subhanallah working voluntarily fi sabilillah and huzur alayhi salatu was salam he says when you see someone frequenting, frequenting the masjid give shahadat of their iman Give shahadat of their iman, subhanallah. Hazrat Uthman bin Maz'oon also participated in, mashallah, carrying the stones to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Hazrat Uthman bin Maz'oon was one man who was very, very hygiene conscious. He would not do anything, painting was not in his agenda. <laughs> very clean, sahabi, very clean. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was there. All the companions were there, Hazrat Ali was there looking for Hazrat Osman bin Maz'oon. Okay, let us see, is he there today, working with, with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Osman was very, very careful, each stone that he would pick up, making sure that his kurta is clean. Kurta. And this was not out of takabur, this was his temperament, this was his tabi'at. Like I said to you, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal would have 365 new pairs of clothes, every day he would wear something very clean very clean no one does that today every day new suit every day new suit subhanallah at maghrib time a miskin would come on the door for the imam ahmed bin hanbal imam ahmed bin hanbal would give that to him as hadiyah and who is imam ahmed bin hanbal when his janazah was being lifted up the janazah was passed from an area where the Christians were living. It is said that 25,000 Christians became Muslim just by simply looking at his janazah. This is the janazah of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbalan. This is how clean he was. Hamesha. Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi Again, with his clothes. Marana. Uh, there was a Buzurug 
حضرت مرزا جان جانا رحمۃ اللہ علیہ از طبیعت واز عجیب اف ہی سو اینی تھنگ دیٹ واز ناٹ ان اٹس پراپر پلیس ہی ووڈ گیٹ سویئر پین ان دا ہیڈ اے ٹاول ہے نا مسل ٹاول the towel should be clean and in its right position and if it goes a bit low down and if he looks at it it get a headache this is the nazakat he had the sensitivity that was inside it well, he was a great buzruk but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a wife who was extremely the opposite to him she would even swear at the wind she would even swear at the wind no respect for the jane jana mirza jane jana rahmatullah the minute he entered the house hazrat would shut the doors and say and he would say to the murid now you go out and when he would be in the house the wife would say what have you done you have murids people say you are a buzruk you are an allama you are nothing i know who you are you are fooling and deceiving the world is and that i'm not going to cook the food for you today go out do this sometimes it is said that she would even hit hazrat ahmadullah ali one of the murid said hazrat why are you wasting your time with this woman ladies may be listening at home hazrat ahmadullah ali said that i don't think no man in the world has got the patience for this woman If I take her out from my nikah, she will only go to another Muslim brother and she will only trouble my Muslim brother. It's better that she troubles me. I have the patience. I have the patience. These were Akabirin. These were great people. That is why when a Brahman Hindu came to him and looked at the Pishani, the forehead of Hazrat Mirza Jani Zainal Rahmatullah Alayhi the brahman again because of his high meditation he could see a lot of things and, and we've gone through all that shaitan magic and the karamat is different from all that and he looked at the jani jana rahmatullah he says i see darkness on your forehead i see darkness on your forehead on the forehead of mirza jani jana rahmatullah as mirza jani jana rahmatullah he said to him that uh, how did you acquire such a high position he says i would do everything against my desire against my nafs everything that is why i can see through things sometimes i can even see what is in the heart of an individual i can see darkness on your forehead rahmatullah <laughs> looked at him now truthfully tell me is your heart saying that you want to become a muslim So he says, no. He says, now go against your nafs. <laughs> go against your nafs. Is your heart saying that you should bow down to Allah and to surrender to Allah and to obey the sharia of Rahmatul Lil Alameen, Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, no. As I looked at him with the tawajjah, he says, then, Truthfully, all these years, you have done everything against your desire, your nafs. You are in full control of your nafs. So go against your nafs. He was an honest man. And he says, Hazrat, I will recite the kalima in front of you. And as from today, I am a Muslim. He took Hazrat's hand and got bad to him. Made bay'ah to Hazrat. And also... 
recited the shahada on the hands of Hazrat Mirza Jamiyadana Rahmatullahi and he said to Hazrat that my teachers, the Hindu yogis, were telling me that on your forehead, on your forehead Pishanipar, we see the nur of Islam. We are seeing the nur, the light of Islam. My one teacher said that to me. Subhanallah. He told him, now sit in front of me and look at my forehead. Can you see that darkness? Now he was a Muslim and he looked at Hazrat Mirza Jani Jana Rahmatullah Ali. He says, now I can see light on your forehead, on your face. He says, how is that? He says, a mu'min, the, the, the forehead of a, a believer, of a wali, is a mirror for that person in front of him. So you were actually looking at your own forehead, not at my forehead. Darkness was because of you. Now that you have uttered the shahada, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, the light you see is your own light. Huh? We're talking on the subject of nazakat, sensitivity. Hazrat Usman bin Maz'oon was there, very careful. Grand sahabi. Itne bare sahabi, subhanallah. Huh? And Hazrat Ali and looked at him, uh, saw Hazrat Usman was there carrying stones. So Hazrat Ali said to him, Ya Usman, Usman, to carry the stones and the mudstones for the building of the masjid is better for you than not to carry it. Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala started to laugh. So everyone was there, mashallah, participated in the building of masjid in Abu. This was the first uh, extension to that main area, the, the Jamaat Khana, the prayer hall. Very, very simple. The second extension of Masjid al-Abwi was when uh, Khaybar was conquered in the year 7 Hijri. Absalallahu wanted to make an extension and the plot next door belonged to a, an Ansari Sahabi who was a, a poor Sahabi, miskeen the, fakir the. Absalallahu made an announcement in the Masjid. I'll only take a few more minutes of yours. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to the companions that anyone who buys that plot, purchases that plot from that Ansari companion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him with a mansion in Jannat. But that area, the prices went up by then. In the time of the Abu Bakr Siddiq, it was 10 dinar. Then, subhanallah, the, the price of that land, and obviously it was very big as compared to the area that Abu Bakr Siddiq had purchased. The keynote of that area, the building, the, the empty land that was next door to Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was worth 40,000 dirham. 40,000 dirham. Musa Bhai, Subhanallah. Who had that much money at that time? Khalid, Hazrat Uthman. A wealthy man he was. One is to have wealth and one is to have the power to give out. You have the money. Some people have the money but Allah they can't give out. Some people don't have the money but still they can give out. Some people have money and they give out. I remember one thing my respected brothers, the more you give, the more Allah gives you. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala went to the Sahabi, gave him 40,000 dirham cash. Cash. 
went to Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam ya Rasulullah that empty area next neighboring the masjid masjid nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is now yours ya Rasulullah you can do whatever you want the extension of the masjid you can do but with one condition the dua that you made that if I if anybody who buys that area that empty land Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in return will reward him with a mansion in Jannat Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam looked at Asman and laughed at Hazrat Asman, smiled at him he says Asman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you that beautiful mansion in Jannat as a khush naseeb sahabi te inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue from where we have left off today wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen alhamdulillahi اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا رسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا رسلك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله سمعنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله